Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Jordan is on best. Harper's on Miller. They play together, they believe. Um, if there's Levert, it's cold. Levert, back in. Speed. Welcome to another edition of the Indie Corn Rose Podcast. This is your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started, if you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. We always want to get your feedback, hear from you. Just let us know what you think. Uh, excited to be joined by my co-host and, of course, good friend and editor over at Indie Corn Rose, Tom Lewis. Tom, how are you doing tonight? I can't complain, Mark. I am SW now. All of a sudden, uh, you know, Pacers are starting to stack them up here, so can't complain. Yeah, um, as you would say, just win, baby. And they they did they didn't really need to just win tonight. They they pulled it out with uh, with some fashion. I will, of course, note not to yeah. belittle the the win. Luka Doncic didn't play. Um, yeah, minor detail. <laughs> it def- definitely had a small impact, but um, yeah. Yeah, the the one thing I would point out, though, I mean, Miles <laughs> was just in, insanely good defensively tonight. Of course, you can just point out the oh, block yeah. numbers. He had seven blocks. I think he had um, – they only counted him for – no, they counted him for two steals. So, yeah, nine stocks on the night, which is, of course, awesome. Um, just had a fantastic game. And it, it went, obviously, outside the blocks and, and just overall numbers. And, uh, I mean, Dallas was afraid of the rim. <laughs> it felt like it at one point. Exactly. Um, exactly. Josh Richardson was just kind of going in and looking for a prayer as soon as he threw the ball out because he was not going up for anything. <laughs> um, just a fantastic game by Miles. But the biggest thing that I want to highlight from tonight, a lot of it comes back to Miles and what he's doing, but the team defensively is just we, – we've noticed it the last couple of games, but, of course, it's punctuated tonight in a game where mm-hmm. the team's best player, perimeter creator, is out. But – uh, the defense has looked astronomically better compared to where it was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, we've been we've been seeing that um, improvement, you know, over the past several games. But, you know, the, the activity on the defensive end, um, and, and you know, honestly, I gotta give credit. You know, we talk about Miles and and. Um, he had the seven blocks and as you mentioned, many more, you know, possessions where they weren't even bothering to go in there. Um, even out in, in transition a couple of times. So, you know, his his presence and is is huge. But I mean, I feel like Goga has been the apprentice <laughs> and you know, Miles goes to the bench and he comes in, you know, he had a few blocks and and also is is holding it down, uh, protecting the rim, and so that second unit has that similar presence, and you know that helps a ton with all those guys when 
you know, it's a lot easier to scramble on the on the perimeter and, and be active um, when you know there's someone behind there to help clean up if if you uh, you can't get there and uh, that activity is, is starting to starting to really uh, be impactful and you know obviously Luca is out but you know you help, you hold a team that is used to scoring you know over 110 points. Um, under 100 and, and that's a good night yeah I, I fully agree and like you mentioned with the scramble I think that's been the biggest thing like um, like you mentioned Goga has been a lot better in, in the second unit too and just holding his own um, and protecting the paint uh, they were running mm-hmm. some actually effective zone it was more of a 2-1-2 two, two than a 2-3 tonight and it, it looked good it was it, I, I don't know if I could necessarily call it a matchup zone but they were shifting it a lot more it looked good um, yeah a lot better than the zone has previously um, but point being like the perimeter defense still isn't amazing, you know, like one-on-one, I think that's just part of the nature of the guys who are out on the court. Um, but at the same time, the ability to, after the first action and drive happens, uh, the movement on the perimeter has been so much better. Um, and, and there are still times where you'll have two guys who end up closing out to the same shooter. So they're still working on it, but just comparatively to where it has been, right? it looks, it looks a lot better. Yeah, and I think, you know, some of that is just trust, you know, trusting in what everyone's doing and being comfortable. Um, and, again, having, you know, <laughs> having someone there around the rim is, is helpful as well. That's part of the trust. But um, I, I just – it feels like everyone's a little more in sync and comfortable with their role and what, the, you know, what's expected uh, at that end. And, you know – on the perimeter, I mean, you can go across the league. It it's just damn hard to guard guys one on one in the league right now with with the rules and everything as it is. So it, it is a it is a team effort and um, being active and and again, you know, coming to be- together and, and understanding what um, everyone's doing and, and the role everyone has and and all that is a big thing and I, I feel like you know it, it's starting to it's starting to come together and and you can see that um with the results of late yes most definitely I, I would fully agree with that um and I mean another thing too just in, in terms of talking about perimeter defenders Ed Sumner we have to bring up Ed Sumner's mm. been fantastic Always. um the so he's now over his last 13 games so since he's been in in the rotation constantly playing double digit minutes and that's excluding tonight because the stats uh, don't update on, mm-hmm. on basketball reference till uh, the end of the night. Uh, he's shooting forty three percent on threes uh, on two and a, just about just under two and a half attempts per game. And after tonight, that'll go up again. So uh, that yeah. obviously small sample size, but we're we're gonna ride with that one because no. Ed is we'll just ride been, with it. he's been fantastic. <laughs> and, and still more impressive to me, he's have he has some of those drives to the rim. Like the drives have really slowed down for him, and he, while still being really quick, obviously, but he's just reading things. And um, he had a really nice find into it was either Domas or Goga, and they missed the layup, or it ended up being a foul. I can't remember, um, but it ended up not counting, so it wouldn't show up in the box score. But it would have been an assist. Like he's just he's he's starting to make some reads and stuff that that weren't a thing for him, and it's been awesome to see that that really start to play out. And it, it adds a whole whole other level. Like the bench tonight, it's still not perfect. Like you can tell, they're still kind of missing, like one piece on the bench, and I think that's like having somebody 
who was a four, like it, like imagining if TJ Warren was out there, who we'll talk mm-hmm. about later. Um, like that, that part's still missing defensively and offensively to an extent, but the bench was a lot better tonight. Um, and again, no Luca, but that, that doesn't impact the bench quite as much. Um, and overall, they've just been a little bit stronger the last couple of games. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, as you look at the start of the game, and I, you know, the bench is when um, they established the lead, when they had that reserve mm-hmm. unit in there. Um, it was kind of even Steven until then. And they come in, and, and like I said, I mean, Doug, unfortunately, hopefully he's going to be all right um, with the ankle issue. Uh, but he came out smoking, and and you had Sumner doing his thing, and, and that's that turned into a lethal combo there um, and, and got got the team going and got, got that lead established that they were able to ride the rest of the way. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Sumner is just – has so much to offer when he's knocking down those threes. It's it's uh, really fun to see that that uh, development and that production come out of him at this point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not even just like a catch and shoot. Like he had the off the dribble three the other night. Um, he had mm-hmm. a jab step into a three tonight. Like it's just, oh man, the confidence is unbridled right now. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so. Another thing, though, I mean, because I know this makes you and probably others happy. I mean, it makes me happy just because people are getting good calls. Domas got to the line 12 times tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it was. uh, I think he still thought he should have gotten there 12 more times, but he did get there 12 times. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, no, he had had some rough moments in there. I I feel like, you know, um, I feel like he's always going to be forcing a few too many shots occasionally, but. Um, when he's getting the calls like that, it helps because, um, and, and you know, he's shooting, you know, decent clip at the line now. So, um, it's, uh, I know early in the year it was like, well, doesn't matter if he gets a line or not. Um, but, uh, just, just getting those calls when you feel like he should against a team like this, um, with the way it was set up, uh, it was good to see for him. And, you know, he's always going to be that, you know, guy who's assertive with the ball at all times. So, um, it, good to see, of course. You know, like flipping uh, again to I, – I was thinking about this in the fourth quarter, something that we talked about, I don't know, ad nauseum uh, earlier in the year. But having Brogdon um, come in – and, and have a quality fourth quarter like he did to help close things out when he hadn't played that many minutes and was fresh and ready to go. You know, that was a good thing to see as well. So um, it's just kind of a little bit of a, a different dynamic with this group right now where the, the wealth of is being spread across, you know, nine guys really. Um, and it, it seems to be uh, working and seems – Everybody's eating a little bit, and I think, you know, it works. And obviously, again, you know, you don't get too hyped because Luca was out, completely different game. But, um, you know, back to the JWB, I'll, I'll take any way we can get it. And, you know, as a, as a whole, the group seems to be, you know, figuring out Defensively, you know, that trust I talked about earlier, but also, you know, offensively even, 
um, they're not going to have to ride either Brogdon or, or Sabonis at this point. Uh, these guys who are, are ready to go in there and get buckets. Um, and, and so that's, that's a nice development here over the, over the past, you know, really since the all-star break, I think, um, they kind of straightened that out and, um, you know, you got to ride it the rest of the way home. Yeah, definitely. And I think one last thing I would want to hit on before we talk about some stuff outside the game, uh, Karras was not awesome tonight offensively Four or 14 from Mm -hmm. the field, didn't get to the free throw line. Um, finished with 10, five and three, nothing crazy, but like defensively, I thought he had probably his best defensive game as a pacer, which not that he was like locking anyone down. He did have a really nice possession at the end of the first half, um, on Josh Richard Richardson, uh, or no, it was, oh, yeah, I can't, yeah. was it Tim Hardaway or Josh Richardson? I can't remember right now. I think it was, it was, it was, either. I think it was Josh Richardson. Yeah, it was, but, yeah but, I think uh, it was. It was ended up yeah. as a bad shot. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he wasn't getting back cut at all. He might've once or twice, but I mean, he actually had like a really nice play <laughs> off of somebody trying to back cut him and he got his hand in the lane instead. Um, just seemed a lot more in, I don't want to say that he hasn't been engaged. Just uh, he's starting to fit in more defensively and find his role there. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down we break down who will be cutting cut what are you two doing sorry chip prez here got his feathers ruffled when i told him ruffles has zero chance of winning the title and i was letting dip know that she is not taking into account ruffles iconic ridges guys it's march we have to start talking about the tournament we are it is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Um, but most importantly, I mean, he was awesome driving tonight. And it, it's hard because um, KP is a really good rim protector. I should say Porzingis, KP. Chris has Porzingis because most people think Kevin Pritchard when I say KP. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Porzingis, I mean, he's exactly seven foot three massive wingspan really hard guy to to try and score on without having some inside leverage um i mean karis was awesome at getting inside tonight and while the team didn't finish great at the rim uh i mean they had 47 attempts from deep and hit a lot of them obviously uh i didn't mm-hmm. have the numbers for 20 tonight um so wow. a, a really, really great night from outside. And it, on the outside looking in, you're like, well, why'd they have to take 47 threes? I mean, they were able to to really get a lot of open looks off of a lot of what Chris was doing, yeah. especially like we're talking about with Malcolm. Like, again, Malcolm only played 28 minutes tonight. And I, I mean that in like a good way. Like he didn't have to play 36 yeah, minutes for this team to win. Um, it's just having Karis back adds a, a, another, a, a ton of different dimensions uh, and it makes the team make more sense. And all in all, it's just a lot of positive. And it's a, it was a good team win tonight. I'm excited to see what they can do uh, after a weekend off, the first weekend off in over a month, I think. It's like somewhere around there. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was listening to uh, Simmons, Bill Simmons' podcast on the, you know, the draft deadline. And 
and they have they talked about when they talked about the Pacers and they were talking about how Levert was maybe taking too many shots and and um, disrupting things. And I was like, okay, you guys aren't watching <laughs> uh, yeah. because you know it was it, it's one of those things like they've just been trying to develop a way and, and work them in. And honestly, you know, like I think we mentioned before, Miles Turner and Brodman were kind of working with them to be more assertive and take more shots. And, you know, a, a game like tonight, um, it, it's so great to have a guy like Levert because he is a threat and he can get, you know, 28, 30 on any night. And tonight he didn't have it, but they didn't need it. And, you know, they got other guys that can get it. And so, you know, it, it's a matter of, you know, like we were saying, spreading the wealth. You got different guys that can step up and and he's still a threat. They can still got to go him and he can create um, from his game. He can create for others things going on a certain night. So um, I, I, I feel like, you know, it, it was another game where, you know, all right. Didn't have Brodman got it going late and brought him home and and you know early Doug had it going. There were some times when McConnell had it going. So um, it, it it's just kind of a lot more fun to watch this team play them like that. And I think a lot of those guys play better when they know it's like you know they're willing they're willing to give up their game on a certain night when another guy has it going, um, yeah. and they're willing to step up. When they have it going, I think they're all that that type of player that understands the game that way, and um, it's, it's just nice to see it uh, kind of come together a little bit like that. There's there's a little hope as a you know where you get to the point where yeah they are you know greater than the sum of the parts, and it shows on the court. So hopefully that continues to build. Yeah, most definitely. I think. What like like what you're talking about too, um, like being content in their roles and 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 figuring that out and uh, like Miles's post game comments were awesome. I, I thought that was cool. You know, I I I think some people would maybe listen to what he said and be like, oh, he's being too confident or too cocky or something. I, I think the opposite. I mean, um, mm-hmm. Miles having that kind of confidence in himself and 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 being that level of. Uh, I totally lost where I was going with that, but it, it just in terms of like <laughs> him having that, that confidence in himself and, and knowing like being okay with his role and saying, Hey, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking eight shots and I wish for him. I mean, he, he took 10, but eight from three. Like, I mean, he was just yeah. there to, to sell out defensively and the way that he talked about it was awesome. Um, and it, you're just starting, like you're mentioning, you're starting to see it. And that's the, the next thing that I do want to talk about. We do have to talk about some of the stuff that's uh not going on in game uh like we're mentioning with the roles being found out we're not going to find out with tj warren this year and i mentioned it uh on yeah a little brief interlude to our pod last night um but that fundamentally changes things for the rest of the year but not necessarily in uh like the most drastic way or anything i mean my read of it is uh i mean the team's still going to handle everything the same way they're still going to be Mm -hmm active in trying to go out and win a playoff series i think it definitely changes whether or not they will um because i I mean i think right now we're seeing like the way that karis has impacted the team and how that's opening things up for malcolm like you just imagine tj getting out there and justin's coming off the bench so the bench is more solidified and you 
like the starters are even more capable and they're like so it's yeah. uh, it's a double-edged sword because you can imagine like you're starting to see now like i think i don't know if everybody's quite on board with it because i know a lot of people that uh, fans on Twitter and right. I get it. Like, you know, a lot of teams went out and made moves it was the most active trade deadline of all time yesterday. So people were bummed that the Pacers didn't make a move. And I'm like, you know, that it, it makes sense that they haven't. Um, Karis was the big move. Um, that was their, that was their trade deadline. Um, and you're, I, I don't know, like point being, you, you're not going to see that pay out. Uh, I don't want to say it like that. I mean, I feel, I, I feel awful for TJ. You know, he wants that he wants to be yeah. out there. And he would be if he could be. Um, but ultimately, I mean, the team is still doing whatever they can to get ready for next year and, and, and the time moving forward. And the biggest thing, though, is just like I had somebody say that they 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 felt that this was, you know, like because I mentioned that this morning. I was like, you know, this sucks for TJ. But what the team is trying to do now is all building towards next year. And I had somebody bring up, well, you know, say whatever you want but that's exactly what they've been doing the last three years it's going to be a first round out and blah 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 you know yeah. usual and i was like but it's different now and that's not me trying to um you know play nice for the front office it's just that's legit i mean this is different this year they are experimenting things they're yeah. doing new things like even just in the last four or five games we've seen them start to switch more with the bigs uh and i think it actually that was something that was uh I mean, part of me thought they maybe wanted Chris Stapps to get, to get more of those looks, but overall, he, he was really damn good tonight. Um, but point point being, they're they're experimenting things. The rotation was different tonight. They're doing a lot of things that we just did not see the last three years. And so I I, I don't know. I don't want to say that I'm like I don't really have anything yeah. to necessarily be hopeful about. Like it's just it's I'm just observing. But like I, I do think there's a lot to. Uh, to feel pretty positive about moving forward. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt it sucks. I mean, this is literally the third year where, you know, a, a key piece um, in the rotation is injured and out for the year, and it's altered um, the situation. And then, you know, like last year, and even even this week, I heard a local, you know, sports radio, you know, someone talked, this is before the deadline, but, talking about how oh, it's the same thing, same as last year, same team going back. Well, it's not the same team. I mean, they got swept last year, yeah, but they didn't have Domas. Well, Domas is here this year. You know, I mean, it's a it's a different dynamic. And um, it, it does suck. Um, and, you know, I would love to see this team with, with TJ Warren and, and with Justin Holliday coming off the bench. Um, and with all those other guys, I, I think that would be a formidable team for sure. Um, but it, as far as like trying to do something at the deadline, I don't know what they would have done that wouldn't have completely disrupted the team um, to get someone. You know, if, if you're saying, oh, you should replace what TJ Warren was doing, well, you're going to get rid of at least Jeremy Lamb and Aaron Holiday to do that. You know, are you going to get someone better than Jeremy Lamb who's already here and already is comfortable and knows what's going on? Um, it, it's just, you know, bad injury luck. And um, so I, I feel like at this point with the progress we've been seeing, and again, you have to be watching, you know, kind of like we are to see that, you know, because 
we saw progress in games they were losing when they were on the road. Um, and then, you know, since the also break now, they've been playing better that, you know, now it's four or five and one. Um, and there's, you know, that's all they can do. And, and, um, so we'll see if, if they can, um, you know, keep this going. They got a pretty good, uh, Schedule stretch coming up, and hopefully they can stay healthy. Hopefully Doug isn't out too long, because um, you know I feel like he's a key part of that bench um, at this point. You know when you're talking about TJ Warren being out, they really they really need all the rest of their guys to to have that um, dynamic of of leaning on different guys on different nights. Um, and and Doug, you know, plays a big role in that, especially when he can come off the bench. Um, so uh you know it it just is i i never felt all the year that the tj was going to be uh, an impact this year unfortunately um it seemed like everything we heard it, it might be at playoff time when he came back but even at that you know you, you can't expect him to be um a big impactful player like like you know we seem to be less you know like last year in the bubble so um that's kind of where we're at with the season. And if if they weren't going to break everything up, a la the Orlando Magic, then, you know, then the next thing is to, um, you know, get the most that you can out of the guys you have now and develop and build and grow and hope that everybody's back next year and ready to roll. And, that, and that's where they're at. So, um, I, you know, I do think they can be a playoff team this year. Um, you know, how far they can go in the playoffs, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know, obviously it's going to be a struggle, but, um, you know, that, that's where we're at with this team and, and they're going to be going forward trying to, trying to build on what they have. So, um, we just got to live with it. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Well, Tom, I think that's a good place to leave off. We'll definitely have some more stuff to be talking about in, uh, at the end of the weekend. But for now, I mean, hey, just like the, like the, like the team, we can get some rest too, uh, catch right. up on other stuff going on, and uh, just have a good weekend. To everyone listening, thank Absolutely. you, of course, for listening. Uh, we'll be back shortly, I'm sure. I, I, I'm sure Caitlin has some cooking up stew. Up uh, uh, stew, no, up soon. Jesus, I back that late it's only 11 30 but uh tom this was fun i'll definitely be talking to you again shortly um to everyone listening thank you have a good rest of your day night evening whenever you're listening i'll talk to you next that was a that was a rough one (laughs)